Okie dokie. <laughs> You're listening to the Dog Friendly KW podcast with your hosts, Justine and myself, Mackenzie, on Midtown Radio KW. So today we are going to talk about adventure planning, uh, which we're super, super excited to share all of our tips on. Um, But we share this in hopes to get you excited and prepared for future adventures with your pup once the weather gets a little bit warmer and hopefully COVID subsides a little bit. So, welcome to the Dog Friendly KW Podcast with your host, Justina McKenzie. Uh, Today, we are talking about adventure planning with your pup. Yeah. So, we have organized today's episode into... Oh, we're back to the counting again. It's always a struggle for us. One, two, three, seven, four, five, six. Six kind of high-level categories slash things that you should think about if you're planning an adventure with your pup. And this is particularly um, from the lens of an overnight trip, but a lot of these are applicable if you want to do like a day trip with your dog as well. So Ken's want to kick us off with the first thing we want to think about if we're planning an adventure with our dog. Number one of six, (laughs) decide on where you want to go. So decide on your destination. So you may have somewhere that you have to go with your dogs, or you may just want to go on a trip with your pup or pups. Do you want to go somewhere in nature? Do you want to go, do you want to go camping? <laughs> yeah. Do you want to go <laughs> to the city? <laughs> Sorry. When we talk to our dogs, sometimes we talk like that. So there's the joke. Um, but yeah, do you, where do you want to go with your pup? Um, just a couple of places that Justine and I have experienced, uh, that we've really enjoyed are number one, I'm talking for both of us, but Ontario parks. Mm-hmm. So, um, Ontario parks. So those are great, uh, car, cra- uh, car camping destinations. Also backcountry camping. If you are into that and if your dog's down for that. Yep. And if your dog can stay safe, go for it. There's a bit more involved pack wise, but car camping is always fun. Um, a favorite of mine is Point Farms, which is actually um, just outside of Godridge. So it's only about an hour and a half drive. It's really, yeah, really not too bad. And um, it's got a beautiful beach uh, and um, a lot of the beach can be off leash. So mm-hmm. be wary or be really excited about that. Um we we love it. It's it's so long and, and pretty. And I think um, Ken's a lot of the parks along Lake Huron are I mean, all Ontario parks are like technically dog friendly, but I do think the ones along Lake Huron, most of them offer a dog beach and a lot of trails. So I think of like um the Pinery, um McGregor. McGregor. Mm-hmm. Um, what's the Inver Huron? 
So there's a couple along that stretch and they're all so close to us. Like you're looking at less than a two hour drive, which is awesome for a regular weekend. So yeah, highly recommend those Ontario parks, especially those like Huron ones because you get those like amazing beach views and um, it's not that far away. Yeah. Another uh, great location uh, that Justine and I frequent a lot is Muskoka. Um, Because we grew up there. (laughs) Yes. Our families are both in Muskoka still. So we do travel uh, there quite often. Um, We obviously have a place to stay um, being our families live there. However, uh, I've also stayed in a few Airbnbs in the area um, just because why not? It's a good getaway. And there's lots to do, lots of dog-friendly activities. The one other place that we went, uh, Mackenzie and I both together in August, was to the Niagara area. Yep. So we went to uh, St. Catherine slash Jordan slash Niagara on the Lake area. We did a little wine tour with the pups and uh, we camped. And it was the best. Was so uh, we'll fun. dive into we'll dive into it a bit de- uh, later on on where we stayed. Um, but we did camp um, at a local family campground, and um, we'll talk about that later. Yeah, awesome. So you've decided your place that you want to go. Um, so now you maybe want to think about how you're going to get there, um, and how are you going to get around when you're at this particular destination. So. We're going to talk a bit about transportation options. And when we were doing some research for this episode, we actually learned a lot of stuff that we didn't even know. So this was uh, fun to dive into for us. Um, But yeah, the first thing, I mean, given that many of the destinations we've talked about are rural, you might be limited to driving. Um, So if you're driving, you want to, you know, consider the distance, how long of a car ride is your dog okay with? Um, you know, what's the temperature going to be like? Is it summer? Do you have air conditioning? Um, lots of things to think about there. What other types of transportation cans should people think about? Um, well, this, this one's kind of funny, but boats. So some boats, boats, boats. (laughs) So sometimes like myself, uh, as an example, uh, we've had to take ferries. So I had, um, I had both, uh, pups with me and we took a ferry. So we obviously called ahead and made sure that it was okay that we brought the dogs along. Um, but Justine, when you went out to Tobermory, um, yeah, we were going to take the boat out to Flower Pot Island because we had a campsite booked there for the night. But we actually didn't end up going for two reasons. One, my partner got sick. And two, uh, the winds were actually so bad that all the boats were canceled. So even if he wasn't sick, we wouldn't have been able to go. So um, dogs were allowed. So if you ever do go to Tobermory and you want to go over to Flower Pot Island, um, you are allowed to bring a dog. But I think, Ken's, you had said that you went to Thousand Islands once and couldn't bring your dog on a boat there. Yeah, we went out to Bon Echo, uh, the mm. provincial park. Yeah, and uh, there is a boat, um, like a little tour you can do to see the cave paintings, uh, which mm. again, you do require a boat to get to. And unfortunately, they weren't allowing dogs. Um, the next thing we looked up was trains. Neither of us had ever taken a train with our dog before, but it appears on the website that Via Rail has very similar rules to planes. So if they're in a crate, um, they can be, or like in a small carrier, they can be like in the main train area, but it sounded like larger dogs and larger crates could be in the baggage area. Um, And then 
We learned that go trains and go buses allow up to two leash dogs per person. And so does the TTC in Toronto. So if you're ever looking for local transportation, you actually can bring a leash dog on the subway, which is really cool because here in Kitchener, um, you can't bring your dog on the LRT unless it's in a small carrier. And that's in our research, we found the case in most municipalities on their transit. So Ottawa, Montreal, it's only allowed in a small carrier. Yeah, which I was just about to say. Um, I was just about to say that it's uh, unfortunate that our, our local GRT won't allow the pups. Um, it's a bummer because I live just... I live on the LRT just outside of downtown, and I would love in the summer to be able to catch the LRT, go downtown with Marshall, you know, if it was normal times, like go to a festival, hang out, and then hop on the LRT and come back home. Mm -hmm. But he is not small enough to fit in a carrier I can carry, so that's (laughs) not an option for me. All right, so you have chosen where you want to go. You know how you're going to get there. So now we need to think about where you're going to stay with your dogs, which can be probably the most challenging part of planning an adventure with your dog, but it doesn't have to be. So Mackenzie, why don't you tell us a little about some of the places that you can stay with your dog? For sure. So top choice, look for an Airbnb. Airbnbs can be a little more unique. Um, They can be super cozy, and most of the time they are extremely Mm. dog-friendly. We've stayed in a couple that even have like a backyard, so you can just let your pup out. And uh, we just, uh, when it comes to uh, planning a trip, we always start on Airbnb. And you just have to choose, like there's a pet-friendly option. Like you just have to tick that box that says it's pet friendly. I would say two things to be mindful of when you are doing that search. One, be mindful of any size restrictions. So for those with bigger dogs, some Airbnbs will specify, you know, dogs under 30 pounds or dogs under 20 pounds, whatever it is. Um, And then also be mindful of a pet fee. So some may have an additional fee associated with bringing in a pet it varies, you know, Airbnb host to Airbnb host. Um, another one is just look for private campgrounds and conservation areas. So a good one is going to be like Valens Lake. Mm-hmm. Um, same thing. Look for dog policies. Um, some private private campgrounds, um, like where we stayed in Niagara, have very, very strict Very strict rules. rules. And don't break them or they might yell at you. Yes, through experience. We got yelled at. Yeah, just be careful of the rules. Um, I've stayed at a couple of KOA campgrounds, which aren't the best, like, visually. I am more of a camper that goes away to not see people. But if you don't care and if you don't mind being, you know, neighbor to neighbor with your neighbors, then... With no trees or anything mm-hmm. separating you. It's very open. Mm-hmm. But KOAs aren't too bad. Um, and they're they're quite flexible with uh, their dog rules. And they usually have a dog park, yeah. which is also quite nice. Um, so the next one's hotels, motels. So I've never stayed in a hotel or motel with Marshall before. So Mackenzie, I'll pass this one off to you. What are some of the big names uh, that come up when you talk about dog-friendly hotels? Um, and how do you find dog-friendly hotels? 
So, yes, I've stayed at quite a few hotels with my pups due to the amount of travel I've done for dog shows. And my go-to is much like I'm sure lots of other people is like booking.com or hotwire or hotels.com. I just start there. Literally click the uh, pet-friendly option in the filters. Mm-hmm. And I I just start scrolling. Um, I found some gems this way. We have stayed at some <laughs> dives, but um, some good good um, brand name, so to speak, hotels are definitely Deltas. Deltas are wonderful. Uh, 99% of them are dog friendly. Yeah. Uh, we've got Holiday Inns and Motel 6 just be aware of the dog fees. So again, um, this could be like a per stay fee or a nightly fee. Or a nightly and per dog. mm -hmm, I was just going to say having two dogs, we have to be really cautious of this because, um, yeah, they could charge us $40, $50 per dog per night. So just be very careful and aware. If when in doubt, just give them a call um, and uh, they'll be able to uh, to help you out. But uh, yeah, Delta has always been a good go-to for us. And even some um, dog-friendly Airbnbs also have a a pet fee that's steep. I know we did find one in Niagara that we were interested in. And then they wanted like $50 per night per dog, which we had three dogs. So it would have been $150 a night just for the dog fee. So that didn't make any sense um, for us. So just be mindful of the pet fees anywhere you go. And the last one, um, which is, I would say, our favorite would be Ontario Parks. So dogs are always welcome um, at Ontario Parks, but there are lots of rules around spaces they can access um, and whether or not they can access them on or off leash. So um, some beaches actually don't allow dogs at all in Ontario parks. So that's something to be really mindful of. Look for the ones if you want beach space, the ones that have the dog-friendly beach. There are sometimes as well uh, dog-specific campsites. So be aware of that as well. I've run into... Yes. Yes, I've run into dogs only being allowed at certain camp sites. Yeah, so I would say if you... So a lot of the times, like they usually a park has multiple campgrounds within it. I'm making like air quotes as if people are going to be able to see me. But usually there's like, let's say three campgrounds in a given Ontario park. And um, one of them might be dog free. So that's something to keep in mind too. Some specific campgrounds within a park might not allow dogs at all. Um, Make sure that if you do want to reserve a good site, it's months in advance of planning. Um, Justine is queen of this. She (laughs) will plan as far in advance as Ontario Parks will let her. But anyway, I think it's time we listen to a song. (laughs) So because it's Saturday morning... And we're just having a good time talking about all these adventures we wish we could have at the moment, but we know we'll soon have with our pups. We'll listen to Saturday Sun by Vance Joy. Oh, Saturday Sun, I met someone out on the West Coast. I gotta get back, I can't let this go. Saturday Sun, I met someone, don't care what it costs. No ray of sunlight's ever lost. So tired of seeing. 
sleeping alone So tired of eating alone I need to ask her What's going on? Are we going strong? She felt like resting her head My shoulder was the perfect height We fit so right So what's going on? Cause I've been undone The long drive, the coastline Looking out at first light Am I still on her mind? I've been undone Oh, Saturday sun I met someone out on the west coast I gotta get back, I can't let this go Softer than this, I'm reading her lips. Oh, each line I read. She left her books in my bed and her song in my head. I've been undone. Oh, Saturday sun. I met someone out on the West Coast. I gotta get back, I can't let this go. Saturday sun. I met someone, don't care what it costs. the dog friendly kw podcast you were just listening to saturday sun by vance joy on what is hopefully a beautiful saturday morning maybe it's not maybe it's snowy maybe it's really cold anyways we are discussing adventure planning for you and your pup so we're going to keep going with three more things you need to think about when you're planning so, Kens, what is the next thing you need to think about? So now you know, so let's look at this from the last segment. We know where we're going, how we're getting there, and where we're going to stay. So what do we have to think of next? This is my favorite one. This is where to eat. Food. <laughs> where do you eat now that you and your dog are out adventuring? I'm pretty sure I only go places so I can eat while I'm there. <laughs> So first thing to think about is obviously what season is it? So is it warm enough to go out on the cabin or cabin? Wow. 
patio. Uh, is it warm enough to do that? Or is it, um, you know, nice enough that, or not nice enough that you can cook inside and just stay nice and cozy. Say you are in a cabin with your pup. So as an example, like we're staying at a cabin, knock on wood, depending on COVID in March and given like the unpredictability of the weather, we're just planning on packing our groceries and cooking there the whole time. Um, knowing that for that particular trip, that's what's going to work best for us. The big thing is just call restaurants in advance um, or message them on social media. A lot of the times they do respond mm-hmm. quite quickly yeah. and you can know um, if A, you can bring your dog and, and B, where your dog is allowed. So if your dog is only allowed on a certain part of the patio or maybe, um, you know, this certain section, what have you. But um, yeah, my favorite thing to do, honestly, is to go to different breweries with my dogs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I find that so fun. Um, but uh, just adjust your eating plans uh, accordingly to make sure that your pup isn't left where you're staying for too and long. And some places might have rules on whether or not your dog can even be left there unattended. So I know like at like the Ontario Parks Yurts. You cannot leave your dog alone there. At a lot of Airbnbs, they would prefer if you didn't. At a lot of hotels, it's very explicit. Don't leave your dog alone. So you might have to address your plans, and that might mean getting takeout. And we are all used to getting takeout these days. So It's the new world, right? Yeah, exactly. But that leads us to our fifth point. So things to do. What can we do? With our dogs. Yes. Well, there's lots we can do. Um, Justine, your favorite thing? Walking and hiking. Yeah, I would say Mm -hmm. when I'm planning any adventure with my dog, it usually involves a walk or a hike of some sort. So if you're really into hiking, look up what trails are available um, either in the area or in the park you're visiting or wherever. Some other stuff you can do is swimming. So really looking for any beaches that are dog friendly canoeing. We took Marshall canoeing for the first time in the summer with this cute little life jacket. Always make sure you have a life jacket on your dog. Um, I have been on a canoeing trip where we've capsized a canoe in Georgian Bay. We had a dog with us. And if that dog did not have a life jacket on, things could have gone very differently. Another thing that I also love doing is uh, checking out dog-friendly stores. I'm sure we all mm-hmm. love doing this. When you find these small little towns and their little boutique stores, Bayfield is a really good one, and obviously St. Jacob's, mm-hmm. which is close by. A lot of these um, stores do allow dogs, but just make sure you ask, yeah. obviously, if they have food or any sort of food. They probably won't let a dog in, but um, it's always a safe bet to ask. Okay, so now we we know what we're going to do. We know what we're going to eat. We know where we're going to go, where we're going to stay, how we're going to get there. What is the last thing we need to think about, Mackenzie? Food for your dog. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> what to pack slash bring. So you were sharing with me that, so because you've traveled over the border with your dogs, you've had some experiences learning what you can and can't bring over the border in particular. Mm-hmm. So let's say you wanted to go to like, I don't know, the Ariondocks for a weekend and do some hiking. Like, what do, what do we need to think about? This is all post COVID by the way, for anyone who's like, why are these people talking about traveling? 
So yeah, I've, I've had to cross the border many times, um, with both my dogs and my dogs eat, um, raw food. So unfortunately you can't bring raw food over the border, raw meat over the border. That's just not something that America wants. But also something that a lot of people might never think about. Mm -hmm. Um, You also really need uh, paperwork. So entering the States, you do not need anything which is kind of funny. Um, This is a new rule as of like eight or nine months ago. You do not need to, or probably more than that. Anyway, you do not need to bring anything for your dog Mm -hmm. paperwork-wise entering the States. Coming back into Canada, however, is a different story. Every time we are asked for our proof of rabies. So make sure that you do have your up-to-date vet health Uh, clearance from your vet Um, with rabies. uh, We titer our dogs. So that's once every three years and that is okay. So other things to consider, you obviously want to pack for the season. So if your dogs are like Mackenzie's and they get cold. Rain jackets is big for us. Our dogs do not like getting wet. So we've got rain jackets. (laughs) Um, Plan based on what you plan to do with your dog, right? Um, And just go prepared because it's going to make it a lot easier. But we are going to listen to another song. Um, The song is called Start a Riot by Banners. I will march down an empty street like a ship into the storm. No surrender, no retreat. I will tear down every wall just to keep you warm, just to bring you home I will burn this city down for a diamond in the dust I will keep you safe and sound when there's no one left to trust will you take my hand we can make our stand if your world falls apart I'd start a Sound the alarm will find each other. 
welcome back to Dog Friendly KW podcast with myself, Mackenzie, and Justine. Uh, thank you so much for listening. Um, you just listened to Starter Eye by Banners, by the way, which is a very good song. Um, thank you so much for listening to us today on this beautiful Saturday morning. We hope that you have found some inspiration uh, to plan some futures adventures for you and your pup. Just remember to be considerate of your pup in all aspects of your trip, and it will definitely be a great experience because you're there with your pup. So great. So happy adventuring. Until next time. Bye. KW podcast is written and produced by us, Justine Sparling and Mackenzie Drinkwater, with technical support and audio production from Matthew Rapolt. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you and your puppers around our dog-friendly KW. I woke up restless, watching the time slip away. If you're wild, I'll start, I'll start riot. I forgot this is recorded. I regret doing all of that. <laughs> Please delete that. Please.